Lifted Life podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome to episode 151, Embracing Uncertainty. Is this something you're good at? No. <laughs> it Follow like us for more tips. It sounds like an oxymoron to me. Why would you embrace something you don't know? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because I have just the analogy. So yesterday I was driving in my car by myself, which I haven't done for a while because I just generally have someone with me. Chauffeur. Yeah. That's me. No, not just we you We don't have a chauffeur. chauffeur. It's, it's me. <laughs> Sometimes I chauffeur people too. Mm, I see. Oh, yeah. I see. I thought I was the chauffeur in that scenario. So uh, instead I was taking my nephew back uh, to the meetup to get him back to his mom. And then on my way home, I was by myself and I was trying to do this practice that I'm learning from my mastermind. And if you're in the lifted group uh, over on Facebook, then you've probably heard me talking about how I decided to get reinvigorated as a leader by joining a group and being a follower, so to speak, (laughs) by just being a participant in a group, by allowing someone to lead me through a process. And I'm really, really enjoying that. And this leader, this coach is a very skilled coach and she has a lot of different uh, modalities such as hypnosis and EFT or tapping. And I've had some really great experiences with that. And alongside of the tapping, she talks a lot about this other outlet for expressing and allowing energy to move freely. And it's very simple. It's called screaming. Maybe you've heard of it. It's just where you scream. And so she was highly recommending this practice of going for a car ride by myself and screaming. And I hadn't really made time for it because it sounded a little crazy. And we live in the city where I feel like no matter where I'm driving, it's Someone not, you someone's going to be right beside you. She's got some real road rage. <laughs> Which it's okay. I'm not super wrapped up in like, what are they going to think of me? It just feels like you can't really let your guard down because... I drive in the city where there's always a stop sign, stop light, someone beside you, four lane, whatever. So I was trying to scream and it just was not working for me. And I also wasn't in a moment of frustration. Whereas prior in the group, we were tapping out some very big frustrations. And I thought the idea of screaming sounds so good. But in that moment, I was just like, you know, trying to scream and it was not coming to me does the exercise require you to be frustrated or not be frustrated or is that irrelevant it's more about screaming out some frustrations so if there's something that Mm. is bothering you scream it out scream Mm. about it express it don't repress it don't just push it down don't just hold it in so i wanted to share that tool because i'm going to keep working on that and i am going to wrap this around to how it has to do with embracing uncertainty i had every intention of screaming on the way home because it was finally me alone in the car and it just didn't flow. It wasn't the time to express that rage. So I clicked over to what I have in my car. This is kind of crazy, but it's called a CD. Hmm. It's flat and round. Our children look at CDs like I looked at records when yeah. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what that thing is. I mean, they know because we told them. Just know, like you knew because someone told you. I know, but they were just as confused as I was. You had to do what now? Right, because your car doesn't even have a place to hold such a thing. No. My car still does. Yep. And I got rid of a whole bunch of them because they're all scratched up, man. Oh, no. So I have one still, and it's from a book that I bought, um, an Abraham Hicks book, and it's The Art of Allowing, I think. Do you remember what that book's called that I have? That from sounds right. One of her books from one of the workshops, and I almost always have that CD in there. 
and I just clicked it on and it happened to be at this point and it was the exact point I needed to hear and wanted to share today that has to do with embracing uncertainty. And she was talking about how they went white river rafting. Was it called white river? Whitewater river rafting. <laughs> white. I don't know what it's called. River water. It's white. They went down a river and a boat. But, but a fast and river. Raft. Have you been white river rafting? I have not, but I know you have. Yes. It was intense, Tim. Now, I have been to Six Flags and no, rode the, no, the ride. No, no, After I did this, I literally uh-huh. remember turning to my mom and being like, did you sign something that said you were okay <laughs> with this? Like, did you did you know what this was going to be? It, it was intense. I'm sure your mom's listening, but <laughs> at the time you were... I don't know, 12, 10, 12. Yeah. So we why up, is a 12 year old asking your mom, is this, was this allowed? <laughs> it was intense. It was scary. It was crazy. And I don't know exactly what the, how intense and crazy this was for Esther and her crew, but she was talking about how, um, you came for the ride on the river. It would be foolish to drive down the river, put your boat in at the end hmm. and just show up on the shore you came for a ride on the river. Mm-hmm. You came here for a ride on this river. If you're not embracing uncertainty, if you're not learning new ways to adapt and to enjoy the excitement of life, that you did sign off on a waiver in <laughs> soul form, then you're basically just wishing away driving the bus down to the shore and putting your boat in at the very end. That's not living. That's not life. I think in order to fully be here and express yourself and experience all the things you came to experience, you got to get wet. You got to get in the river. Mm-hmm. You really should wear a helmet. <laughs> it's crazy. And a life jacket. And a life jacket. Yeah. So you came for a ride on the river. And I think that we forget that mm-hmm. we forget that instead we start to fall into this feeling of what next? Oh gosh, what's going to happen now? It's always something. How many times have you found yourself saying it's always something. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the opposite of embracing the ride of the river. And yes, I know there are times when our soul gets tired that it feels like we're not sure we can keep going down on this river, but usually that lifts we keep going, we keep floating, the momentum allows us to continue, and then we find ourselves enjoying the river again. To kind of add to what you were saying, um, looking back, you know, we started the show and I said, I don't like uncertainty. But looking back over things that I've done in my life, the uncertainty was the best part. Mm-hmm. The thing that happened that I didn't know was going to happen, that that showed up and was like, that was a lot of fun and I never knew that was going to be fun. Mm-hmm. The uncertainty is probably the best part. Yeah. For me, it's funny because with you, it's even little things. Like if I move stuff around, you're like, I don't like it. Don't like it. It's changed. Mm-mm. And I feel like that is silly. And you've gotten a little better about realizing, mm-hmm. okay, the initial impression is this is different. I liked it the way it was. So I'm not going to like this is not always accurate. I'm going to give it some time. Mm-hmm. So the initial reaction of change is bad or change is scary can kind of fade, but really the only constant is change. Everything is always Mm -hmm. changing. And I think that when we really fear the change, 
it is because we are literally leaning into that vibration of fear rather than the feeling of trust or flow or faith, whatever word you prefer. The idea that we are supported, infinitely guided, and we are not alone on this journey. And I think when we start to feel the feelings of fear, which I was telling our son on a walk last night, I said, there's so much fear. Even if you don't feel afraid, I think it's really powerful to continually ask yourself, whose energy is this? Because the fear is really thick right now. And that doesn't have to be your reality. But if you aren't willing to ask that question, whose energy is this? And to create just a clearing, imagine your body like a sponge that you're wringing out to get rid of that extra energy that maybe was never yours to begin with, but it's so thick out in the collective that whose energy is this? Oh, that's not mine. Wring it out like a sponge and then activate an energy bubble. These are all very wild imaginative things that I find really useful that for my energy bubble, I like to even say, all right, I've got this energy bubble and only the things that I want to come in can come in. So it's not blocking the flow of good or my flow of compassion, but it is allowing me to be intentional about what I allow to influence me. Because when we allow fear to be our guide, then we are not really fully embracing the ride on the river. We are living a totally different reality. So if you find yourself not enjoying life, not getting excited about the things you used to, I think it's a really great exercise to ask yourself, am I allowing fear to be my guide on this river? I think that's a good point because um, as you were talking about um, our son and, and speaking with him, I was thinking, you know, that wouldn't really be accurate for me to say I don't like uncertainty. I'm more afraid of something. It's, I mean, to be totally honest, to really break it down, it's not the uncertainty that's the problem. It's the fear. There's a level of fear in there. Like, I don't know what to do or it won't work out or, or whatever. I, you know, I could probably spend some more time really nailing it down, but it's more about a fear or maybe even an irrational fear than it is about uncertainty. And I know some fears feel really irrational, but it's kind of almost like maybe all fear is irrational. Yeah, I would agree with that. Some of them, it's really rational. You can even say like, wow, I don't even know why this is bothering me. It's very irrational. Mm-hmm. But when it controls us like that and it's really steering our way down the river, it can definitely be seen as irrational because um, it it's, it's not useful. It's not helping us. Mm-hmm. It's really only blocking the flow. All right. Before I share another point about embracing uncertainty, I'll take a quick moment thank our sponsor and then get back to the show. I'm going to do a back-to-back shout out to SBO Mood Boost. That is the green one. It's our spore-based probiotic. Uh, I just did a Facebook video where I posted all about uh, the added perks of combining probiotics because we do have people reaching out to us saying, can I take this with that? Um, And we do have a lot of customers who love the combined effects of SPL Mood Boost, the green one, with our original Gangster Mood Boosting Probiotic. So there's something about that combo that's very powerful. A lot of people love Bifidus Mood Boost with Mood Super Strains. Um, and there's a whole variety in between of different pairings that you can try. Uh, because SPL Mood Boost is a spore-based probiotic, it does work a bit differently. Really great for some harder-to-treat digestive issues, especially um, a friend of ours who had extreme um, antibiotic uh, repercussions and SBO mood boost was really helpful for that. So, um, as always, you can check out those products on Amazon, walmart.com or directly over on our shop. Back to the show, Tim. 
Oh, I thought there was another one coming. You another commercial? Back, you said back-to-back SBO. I thought you were going to do it like... <laughs> no, last week I did. Oh, I see. Usually I, I see. change it up. I thought you were going to do like two commercials in a row. No, SBO Mood Boost is, I would say, our most potent probiotic. And I, like I said in the last show, it is the fourth child of the probiotics. It's the underdog. It's kind of the underdog. Also, it got nailed with a really bad review on Amazon. First, so, like right out of the gate. So the history with SBO is that happened. And then somehow there was some confusion inside Amazon and they had the listing turned off for a good month or two. Month or two. And it took, well, I wasn't as skilled back then with my communication with Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it took a good month to explain to them that this is not a pesticide. No, it is not. It is definitely not a pesticide. <laughs> it's never been a pesticide, never will be. But they were convinced it was. Uh-huh. And finally, I was able to convince them that this is not a pesticide. This is a probiotic. And after that, they released it again. But that really hurt it out the gate. It's funny. I don't talk about it much because it kind of hurts. Like It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that product was really like destined to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace the uncertainty. I think it's going to all unfold in a perfect plan. Mm-hmm. This was the ride it chose to take. Yeah. But how can we, the drivers of the SBO bus, <laughs> be sure we get it to the right people, the people that will help? That is what we continue to ask mm-hmm. ourselves. And not to go back to your um, interview or your uh, your commercial spot or your, what's it, what do we call that? Uh, sponsored. Sponsored. Um, mm-hmm. You were doing pairings with probiotic on probiotic, but you can also pair with vitamin C and um, melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I, I started to get into that in the video and then I realized, it's confusing. Yeah. but back to the video, we are doing, I'm doing regular videos again um, mm-hmm. and doing a giveaway on each video, every single video chance to win. It gives you guys a chance to try new products. It offers an opportunity to get in front of more people without giving the Zook more money. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd rather give you guys the perks than the Zook. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep doing that. See how it goes. I'm pretty energized by videos. I get a little sweaty. Yeah. Uh, but I like it. <laughs> it's a detox program. <laughs> like I enjoy it, but I just feel like I get a lot of ideas and, you know, people are looking at you and you, inevitably someone's going to judge your hair or your face or your eyes and like yeah. being okay with that is it's a, it's you're guaranteed a couple of weirdos saying some really weird stuff. If but. you run ads, I feel like if you don't mm. run ads, it's not as likely like our community is not going to do that. But True. new people that think I'm just a bot. Like, mm-hmm. well, this can't hurt her feelings. She's not even real. Yeah. Then, you know, but not that it does usually hurt my feelings. Even that guy that said I look like that squirrel from Ice Age. <laughs> Maybe I'll share that over on our stories so you can see. It's pretty funny. It's pretty silly. Okay. So this week we are embracing uncertainty. We are getting our butts back on the river for the ride that we came for. We're reframing how we look at this experience. We're getting excited about the adventure. We no longer see obstacles as obstacles. They're opportunities. They're projects. It's what we came for. And when we begin to see it that way, everything changes. I love the analogy that you gave because, yes, out of the gate, I would say I don't want uncertainty. I want to know everything is going to happen. Mm-mm. I know that's not right, but that's what, what I would pick. Um, if you just were to ask, walk up to me on the street and say, hey, do you like uncertainty? I'd say, no way. Um, but as you described, you know, as you used the analogy that you used, 
no, I don't want to get in the boat at the end of the river and just go across the line and say, we did, I it. did it. I did it. Of course I want to ride the, the whole ride. I don't want to just do the end. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. As she was saying it, I was like, that's the rally cry. I came for a ride on the river. Yeah. I'm here for a ride on this uh, river. And I found myself getting really inspired. And even in that moment, I had planned to scream, but instead I got inspired and I was okay with the uncertainty. Like I was ready for whatever it was that came my way. Just like yesterday, I was vacuuming and the best, biggest idea came to me. And I love that feeling, but you got to stay open. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the idea of embracing uncertainty, it, it requires an element of faith or if you will, trust. I feel like either word can be inserted there. Faith or trust in your own abilities, in the support that you have available to you. And that is literally leaning on the, the opposite of fear. It is trusting and having faith in your ability to handle what life throws your way and your support system to be there with you, whether that for you is God, Jesus, or your guardian angels or anything in between. Leaning on that support that is there, your highest self, whatever you call it, knowing that you are not alone. If you were to believe that you're on this river alone, then I would be afraid to. I would be afraid to, but you are not alone on this river. That is the exciting news. We are infinitely guided and supported. And one final point that I just wanted to share is a, something I'm sure I've shared on the podcast before, but it is one of my favorite lessons. And it comes from Byron Katie and she calls it the three areas of business. And I feel like this is an important reminder Anytime we're struggling, suffering, or kind of lost in our own world to just remind ourselves of these three areas of business. So I was on a walk with my son last night, as I said, and this topic came up. I felt it was so important that I shared it with him and then asked him to kind of share it back to understand that he got it. He did not get it. He thought maybe the first area of business was farming. <laughs> we went at it again. I shared it again. And that time I feel like it clicked in. He realized I wasn't talking about his Minecraft game or the lifted business, but instead the business of life. I thought you were talking about when he recited it to me. I'm like, I think he got it because he started with dad. Mom was talking about business, but it's not the business you think. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's minding your own business, kind of. Okay, so the first area of business is your own business. This is the only area of business that you actually have any control or change about. So this is how you behave. This is your habits. This is how you choose to show up your thoughts, feelings, actions. This is your area of business. This is where the magic happens because this is the only area you can actually choose change and control. The second area of business is other people's business. Even if you're married to someone, even if you birthed them, even if they birthed you, you cannot control them. You cannot change them and you cannot uh, make them do any certain thing. And the third area of business is God's business, or if you prefer the universe's business. And that is basically everything else that neither you nor those people that I just listed can control. So if it rains or if there's a hurricane or there's other things too, but I like to just use the weather because it's such a great example. So all suffering, struggling, and strife comes from being out of your own business. If you think you know what's best for someone else and you're trying to manipulate and control you will struggle and suffer. And the same goes for getting into God's business because we know how that goes. It just doesn't work. So the idea here, even when we're, especially when we're embracing uncertainty is to get back into our own business. What can I do here? How would I like to show up? What would help me to 
ride down this river in a more enjoyable way. Maybe it is leaning on that faith and trust like I talked about, but not getting into their business because it's not my job to control or change that. Instead, it's all about how I can get back into my own business to further embrace and enjoy the uncertainty, the ride of your life on this river. Would you say that, um, so you laid out three areas of business. This is not my, this is Byron Katie's. Right. Just clearing that up. So Byron Katie laid out three areas of a business. Uh-huh. Um, but it sounds like to me, only one of them is really pertinent to you. Is the other two just for your awareness? Because it really has nothing to do with you. Yeah, you ask the question, whose business am I in? Uh, and you categorize it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whose business am I in if I am really mad that it's raining right now because I have plans? Gotcha. Well, I'm in God's business. I'm in the universe's business. This was not. And if it's not yours, then you realize there's not much to do. Yeah. Yeah. Whose business am I in if I think I know what's best for another person? Got to get back in my own business. I see. And when we stay in our own business in that way, it may sound disempowering. Oh, I can't control the weather or what my neighbor does. No, it's the ultimate form of empowerment to know that you are the boss of your own life. Mm Mm-hmm. That true personal responsibility. Empowerment comes from that because then I feel like you really are more equipped to embrace the uncertainty of your life because not everything is yours to handle. Not everything is yours to to control or manipulate. Instead, it's just your own area of business. Yeah, and generally, in my experience, um, those other areas are really reflections of you, reflections of how you're, what you're vibrating at. So if you um, want want to change your reality, then change from within, I guess, and you know, change from what, what you're focusing on, what you are emitting, and then those other areas will kind of mold in my... But it's so much yeah. easier to just blame someone else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so much easier to just say, no, they're doing that to me. And you'll this, get the same results that you've been getting the whole time. This is happening yeah. to me. Yeah. They're trying to control me. They are trying to control me. Yep. I would never choose this for myself. Right. Yeah. But instead, if you can really see that you're not, you're out of your own business, mm-hmm. if you can get back into your business and say, how do I want to show up? How do I want to feel? What change do I want to make? You take that power back. And it's not something that just, I think comes naturally. This is something that requires practice, but what we practice is what we get good at. Mm-hmm. And we can practice embracing uncertainty and we can practice getting excited about being on this river for the ride of our life. We really can. And I hope we will. Thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next week on The Lifted Life. Bye.